2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, is a very giggly Kristen Stutter. Hi.
1: I couldn't handle the way you went into podcast voice. The the Uh way that he was speaking a moment ago was in no way the way that he spoke the minute he began recording. I
2: can, as they say, turn it on.
1: (laughs) This guy i as they say can't turn it off
2: wow Uh, so Uh, a yin and a yang i don't have it at all so Mm -hmm. who's that speaking it's our Mm -hmm. guest uh writer of uh sports sometimes pop culture sometimes sometimes comedy uh dave Schilling. hello Uh, it's a real pleasure to be here dave thank Um, you for joining us no problem uh i can imagine that this might be a confusing subject for uh, podcast just in that you know the rock and roll hall of fame is not something many people really know much about would you a confusing where, where you subject in? for a podcast I mean, you, you more or less say it every week. You're like, why are we doing this? Yes. <laughs> well, For like, some reason. Like, you yes. can ask
0: that question about anything, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not just, just this podcast. I but, just um, like
1: that you're like, you might be confused as to why we would want to do this. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm <laughs> I'm almost, I'm giving you a little, I'm tipping my hat to you and your, yes. your side of things. Uh, but Dave, I could imagine as someone who uh, enjoys pop culture and often writes about it, that maybe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is something that has been on your radar at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, every year they have the concert, and mm-hmm. there's controversy.
2: Wow, about... see,
1: you know more than many. Most people are like, <laughs> I've like, been they to go Cle- Cleveland, they're like they're the one in Cleveland.
2: And yeah, I have to go. Um, well, not exactly.
1: That's the museum. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is actually an ephemeral institution. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the bounces it's between cities. A list that
1: lives in your heart.
0: Yeah, I guess if you go into the Hall of Fame, you're not going into the building, and then are not allowed to leave. You know, it's yeah. They there. don't keep you
1: there, yeah. But they do keep your memorabilia. So mm-hmm. they
0: refer to it specifically as the Hall of Fame Museum, yeah. So that mm-hmm. it's not confusing. Well, it's like if it, who's the it? Baseball Hall of Fame is, they just call it the Baseball Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum, and they're just saying you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. It's, they, I mean, if you look at the fine print or like the rest of the words, but like every, no one's saying like. No one except for me is like. Oh, it's actually the museum, <laughs> yeah. and this it's a separate entity that controls the museum than the ones that do the induction ceremonies every year. My my uh, relationship to it is
0: strictly every year, a bunch of old white music critics start to Ding post their, post their ballots and say, "Well, I don't know if Soundgarden deserves to get in this year. Uh, maybe Soul Asylum. Maybe it's their time. <laughs> what Man. Have, you know? It's just it's it's always a." Uh,
2: you are envisioning a uh, Hall of Fame that is way more in the future than the one that exists now. Like, yeah. they, they haven't even started what's, to consider what's Soundgarden. Wild is that is my first
1: thought was yeah. that Soundgarden became eligible last year, but they were not nominated. That's Which not, I hate that that's I. That's not true. Wait, what? Soundgarden's
2: been eligible for a while. Oh. Because they're last year was
1: the first time they thought they might get nominated because Chris Cornell is dead. That was even the year before. Well, Jesus Christ! What are the rules?
2: Twenty-five years after your first released recording. So, Soundgarden had been putting out records in the late '80s, kind of before grunge broke. So, they've been eligible for a while because last year it was '93 was the latest, uh, you know, recording so bands like outkast and and Beck and uh sheryl crow they all became eligible for this year's ceremony but they were not none of them were on the ballot
0: how do you get on the ballot i'm i'm asking remedial questions yeah no 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 but so i'm that, aware
2: yeah so there's a nominating committee it's about 30 um, or so journalists Industry people, musicians. Everyone looks like yeah. Chuck
0: Klosterman. It's just a rogue. <laughs> ch- but but older. And- it's like not yeah,
1: even. it's older than that. We're talking people in there. Although they did some cleanup and kind of mm-hmm. moved it around a bit.
2: I wonder if people like Klosterman will find themselves on the committee. I bet
1: they will. But
2: when he's like. 60 or 70 or 60, <laughs>
1: yeah
2: uh
0: maybe yeah probably but why i mean
2: because right now it's we like
1: put evelyn on the committee
2: yeah our our friend evelyn who's like a, a feminist uh journalist rock Music journalist rock journalist she's very cool but a lot of Get rolling stone guys as you can imagine yeah. comedy? it's it's connected to the rolling stone okay set. So you know part it's of kind that of whole winner's baby
0: So, really, it has a specific taste that they do not deviate from often. Hence why Duran Duran is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure,
2: yeah. So, it was not super... It was pretty pretentious for a while and not super populist. But that, in the past few years, has started to change with bands like Journey and Kiss and Rush. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, you know, Def Leppard. Artists that they had not considered for, for... You know, many years of eligibility that they're finally getting around to in a sense of like, well, I guess 15 years later, it's okay.
0: It's less embarrassing.
2: Yeah, I mean, because there's a certain artist that that set would prefer to put in as soon as they get eligible, you know. Like
0: Jethro Tull. Jethro yeah, Tull's not in. Yeah, still not in. Really? Yeah. I thought that would be so like that's, the ultimate. People are that's like, upset about it. That's, that's, there is, asshole a,
1: there is a contingency.
2: I think, see, I think critics of that time didn't like Jethro Tull because they don't like the more proggy sure. stuff. You know, Moody Blues got in, but it took them like 30 years of eligibility. And like Genesis, it took a long time, you know. King Crimson still not in. Oh, boy. Uh, quick Genesis
0: question. Please. Does that cover both the Peter Gabriel and mm-hmm. the Phil Collins? In, in, it does. In- yes. It does. It doesn't
2: have to. Right. Because when they induct a band, it becomes a thing of like, okay, which, which members do we put in? You know, like Fleetwood Mac inducted some of the early British dudes like Peter Green.
1: And Santana. I mean... Weren't they the offspring of off, offshoot you, of Santana? No, Journeys,
2: the offspring Journey of Santana, but Peter off. Green. Man, I really. Peter Green wrote Black Magic Woman, and it was a Fleetwood Mac Okay, that's Max why song.
1: I'm like something has to do with. And Santana And they
2: were inducted the same year as Santana, and Peter Green sat in with Santana to play Black Magic Woman. Wow, a moment that only the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame could give you. Incredible.
0: <laughs> 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 what it sounds like is something very similar to the WWE Hall of Fame. Ooh, okay, please it has a very similar. Um, So what are the rules? So
1: they, if they induct, I, I'm about to show you that I don't know anything about wrestling, but it's like, so it's like if they induct Hulk Hogan, they have to induct everyone who ever played Hulk Hogan, (laughs) Hollywood Hogan. They have to, yeah. yeah, It,
0: it it encompasses all of Hulk Hogan, and he gets a little ring. Uh, There's no vote. There's no committee. It is a purely corporate decision based I'm like, on... so
1: far it does not sound like The Rock Call. Well,
0: the reason why it is similar, the one thing that is similar to it, besides the tedious long induction ceremony that nobody really cares about, is... Damn, claws are out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are inducting a group, let's say the New World Order, mm-hmm. the NWO, you have to decide which members of the NWO you're inducting because there was... To, at it's a the point. same
1: with NWA when they got inducted. Exactly,
0: twenty twenty five people in the NWO, mm-hmm. so they decided to just put Hogan, Hulk Hogan, um, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash in. Same thing with Degeneration D- X; they put all of Why them. Why do in. they put
1: in the groups? Why don't they just put in individual wrestlers? Well,
2: I guess in this case, it's the group that's uh, in a gestaltian way uh, better than the sum of its parts. You can be inducted twice. Right. Same with the Hall. Yeah, same with the Hall. Like, obviously, Lennon and McCartney and mm -hmm. George Harrison are in with the Beatles, but they're also in as solo.
1: Whereas Peter Gabriel is in solo, but Phil Collins is not.
2: Right. (laughs) It's lame. But Mm -hmm. Genesis
1: is in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, wait, wait. So they were like, we got to put in the NW. So... I guess I didn't know that wrestlers could have bands.
0: Factions, yeah, factions, yeah. I
1: mean, I've I I didn't know that. I thought NWO was like another. I thought there was like WWF, WWE, NWO, <laughs>
0: WCW. Yeah, that was kind of the idea was that it was a, a
2: fake it was like other an organization, an insurgent organization, <laughs> sort of NWCW. like
0: sort of like. Um,
2: Al Qaeda, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah similar Great. to Al Qaeda. Once again, we're making that comparison. Nothing new. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's very common. I, that's why I got fired from WWE because
0: <laughs> I kept talking about <laughs> Al Qaeda. Right.
1: Um, so they, when they induct, I'm. So I don't understand wrestling, and maybe we don't need to get into we the don't, we really don't. But but mm-hmm. that isn't. I guess that now I know another thing about it.
2: Where is the? Is it in Connecticut? There is no physical. There's no physical location. location. So there's is, no museum. Have yes. they talked about having a Hall of Fame museum?
0: They have many times discussed. Why would it
1: be in Connecticut? Is that the home of wrestling? It's What's Home
0: of the WWE. WWE headquarters is in Stamford, Connecticut, which is where I worked every day <laughs> of my life.
1: You were in Stan- You went to Stamford every day. I was.
0: I lived in Stamford.
1: Oh my goodness! In,
0: in lieu of um, living in New York and That's commuting a, every day. Um,
1: that Connecticut has the highest per capita income of any state, I believe. I'd believe it.
0: It's a very it's, rich state. Cause it's, it's very Also rich. a very small and state. And it's small, yeah. And so it's, that a, makes it's sense. a lot of, it's a bedroom community for New York, really. So if you can afford to not, you know, have a one bedroom If you
1: want to have a bedroom You gotta get to Connecticut <laughs> yeah, Exactly yeah, If you want to wanna have a, If you want to have a bedroom And be close to New York You get to You get the to Connecticut
0: 100% But they've talked about Putting it in Florida actually Orlando
1: That sounds about right Because <laughs> that's, that's where the, yeah, yeah. the The museum. matriculators That's Yeah The matriculators Matriculate would be like The people who graduated From the museum Oh excuse me
0: <laughs> A lot of wrestlers Live in Florida Because of the, uh, the, the Or like the
1: people Who like graduated from being Exactly Like people who matriculated from the wwe they would be in florida
2: yeah, yeah might not be inaccurate it's but... true
0: yeah <laughs> a lot of ex-wrestlers live there because they pay less in state taxes there you go anyway we don't need to talk about this anymore i am i apologize profusely well I, for I, all
2: the wrestling I, no it's, uh, it's I mean, a it's a new, new point of conversation for this podcast who was first ballot uh who, wwe hall of fame Do you, was, is that something you have knowledge of off the top of the dome andre, andre the giant i Seems think was like the first one in yeah, yeah do they do like
1: he's the he's the Chuck Berry of the,
2: yeah the, of the, say.
1: the WWE yeah. yes. or
2: Chuck Berry is the Andre the giant of rock <laughs> <Wow>. and
0: roll <laughs> well Andre didn't invent rock and roll or wrestling but he invented rock, rock and, roll. and roll yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so yeah do, do they do like five or many, so uh, how many do they do a year or is it fewer they do as many as they want because
0: it's basically made up there's no mm-hmm. rules what,
1: what's the induction ceremony like do they have to wrestle each other even in their old age it's <laughs> oh, like how God. the older or do young wrestlers come and do a tribute to them
0: i went this year because i, I was working and it's a wrestlemania weekend every year um on either a friday or a saturday they have it in the arena um that is adjacent to the stadium that wrestlemania is going to be in so it was a barclay center this year that's, that's where,
1: where the, the induction hall of fame ceremony induction is. for rock and roll was beow, beow, beow. <laughs>
0: that's
2: awesome um yeah we were there this year
0: oh you guys went Did so you yeah. do all, a live, a live all three podcast?
2: of us went to an, a, an, induction, an ceremony induction ceremony at the barclay center
1: so the wrestling hall of fame induction ceremony is at the barclay center not every year it's okay,
0: wherever year wrestlemania
1: was.
2: is okay so so next
1: year wrestlemania
0: is in tampa so it'll be in the arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play, most likely. Okay.
1: And so what happens in it? Okay, can I guess? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs>
0: this makes it more fun if okay. you guess. Okay,
1: 20 minutes of the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rockets going off, literally the Rockets Red Blair. That's it's like WrestleMania we... itself. Okay. So that
0: all that stuff you're saying
2: occurs at WrestleMania. I bet they have good video packages at the... Fantastic to celebrate the of each of the
1: wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You are correct.
2: I just have a feel- I think That's if, one if, thing. If you're happens. Hall of Fame and you don't have your video packages down, than, like, fuck you.
1: Uh, Two long speeches.
2: Many long speeches. Meandering, yes. perhaps some animosity. T
1: O O long speech.
2: Yes. These is speeches they... are too long. Are Is there grievances? Bitterness? Yeah.
0: Usually not. Okay. Because even if it's someone that had a falling out with WWE, it ends up that they've come to grips with that mm-hmm. negativity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're getting a ring and they're getting some money and they're getting Well they exposure. get
1: a ring yeah. That's better than getting a fucking trophy Don't you think
2: I don't know. I don't know. I think I a like, ring, you, can,
1: you can carry your ring around. If you carry your stupid rock but, hall trophy around, you, can you look dis- dumb.
2: You can display your trophy. Displaying a ring is a little less. Yeah, you put uh, it on a
1: little rotating. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's you know, kind of corny
2: strong. to walk around with a ring, too. No <laughs> way,
1: man. Not if you're a wrestler. <laughs> Wait. Okay. And then at the end, is there like a big jam where they all uh, wrestle R- each other? Like <laughs> a wrestling orgy? What is yeah, this? it's
0: sort of like an orgy. What they that? Just power What do they slam call that when all
1: the wrestlers get in a ring together? A
0: battle royal.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay so it's a battle royale or battle royal
0: battle royale okay
3: so it's a battle <laughs> in royale in France that's what end. they call it yeah here they call <laughs> it, it a quarter, quarter pounder. Quarter pounder yeah, there we go we <laughs> got, here we call it a quarter pound
0: swish okay. um, yeah so that it's really just the
2: speeches nothing else happens there's no performance element no packages and speeches yeah packages Packages, speeches speeches, does someone do a speech inducting the wrestler okay so that's similar but then there's another speech
1: is it often yeah it's just like at at the rock hall induction where it's like someone inducts them gives a speech to welcome them in then they get up and give a thank you right Mm -hmm. now is it would you say how what percentage of the people who are the inductors who induct the people are also wrestlers
0: Almost always, yeah. but not always. Not, like, and who's... not every inductee is a wrestler. Correct. There's a celebrity one. That's I, like the... He, there is one uh, member of the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: Is his name Donald Trump? I'll yes, him. he 100% oh. is in the uh, WWE
0: yeah. Hall of Fame.
2: Is Kid Rock in the... <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Good yeah. God. Drew Carey. <laughs> what? Yeah, Drew Carey's in. I'm
1: confused. It's, just, it's Are for there friends. any women in the fucking wwe hall of fame
0: yes many d- or is it just two they boobs? always induct at least one woman every year so this year it's
2: better uh, than the hall yeah. truly well, well, better than the rock hall go. yeah
1: honestly yes
2: d- d- wwe honestly
1: great. a thing true. i never would have not thought sexist at was all not at all sexist <laughs> yeah, WWE. <laughs> wwe
2: doing better than the <laughs> <doing> Rock <laughs> doing Hall. <laughs> doing better for
1: equality than the rock hall believe it dang yeah
0: they just inducted china this year okay she, posthumously. posthumously yeah because um they ninth wonder of the world yeah they didn't want her in for a while because of her um her adult film career
1: oh yes because squeaky clean yeah gotta keep it squeaky clean at the WWE. uh okay
0: hulk hogan is still in
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> said the n-word many times yep now so I, i've seen his penis Yeah. Uh, well, in the video, there's a video. Oh, I
1: don't watch. I
0: don't <laughs> watch videos. Genuinely, never. I don't watch videos like that. I've never that. seen a video. <laughs> not for me. I'm so the
2: musicians like... who are in the wrestling hall, I read fame, the transcript. Though Kid Rock, Snoop Dogg, any other notables?
0: <laughs> um, Limp Biscuit is surprisingly not in yet. <laughs> it,
1: when they get to Tampa, they'll roll right in. They <laughs> they
0: might, they might yeah. literally go <laughs> rollin', drive and roll yeah. in yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Because uh, they, they performed at WrestleMania a couple times. Who
1: performed at WrestleMania this year?
0: Oh, man. They, they used to have a musical guest every year, and now it's just someone sings the national anthem. And I don't remember because I was so horrified of getting fired all the time. So I don't uh. even remember. It might have been a choir. I don't know. Good choir? A choir? Oh, Pitbull might go in at some point.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Well, that would be a good Florida flow rider. That These be are Pitbull. all Florida. <laughs> Everyone should get in in Florida. <laughs> Holy
0: yeah.
1: shit. Holy shit! It might be Pitbull this year. Pitbull, flow Rida. One of those.
2: Oh my God. Lin Biscuit. Spoiler wow. alert! If so you I care. think I think Snoop Dogg will get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't see any other overlap.
1: Yeah. Other I than that. Of. You don't think Pitbull? You don't think Mr. Worldwide's going to make it someday? Yeah, totally
2: you know not. something? I don't.
0: If Duran Duran is not in, then God damn it, no Pitbull.
1: Well, I mean, Duran Duran does open the tributary to Pitbull.
0: <laughs> it is the beginning of the uh, the, <laughs> of the <end>. bubbling brook <laughs>
2: that is. Well, uh, you know, when I asked you about doing this podcast, Dave, Duran Duran was not the first artist that you brought up. I said Incubus. Did... He said Incubus. <laughs> and I was I was willing to go with that because oh, I think that, that – could be an interesting uh
1: why why did you are you big fan
0: no i mean (laughs) were you just were (laughs) you doing a were you trying to troll joe it was uh, not a it was an extension of a bit kind of um (laughs) because i'm really sick of sublime being retconned into being a good band
1: it has happened
0: now everyone's like oh sublime's great it's Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of like 25 year old kids who discovered um, reggae? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> reggae and marijuana, and they're like, "Ooh, this so- these songs are all about weed." And drinking 40s and, well, dumb and stuff. Well, and heroin like, too. And, yeah, and heroin. Yeah, right. And, and date rape. Um, Damn. So I uh, really that's a satire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's time you start punching up and not punching down, <laughs> Mr. Sublime. <laughs> Mr. Sublime.
1: Mr. Sublime. Mr. <laughs>
0: Sublime. So yeah, Dave said he wanted to do Incubus because but... I because I hate Sublime. And I... <laughs>
1: as a way to dick to dis to dis Sublime, well, I you posted
0: like... a poll on Twitter. It said, "What which band is better, Sublime or Incubus?" Sublime won by quite a bit, and so I then I went that. on a, a tangent and a rant that is mm-hmm. about how Incubus had a better output. The only reason why Sublime is beloved now is because they only put out one real album, and then the dude died.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> legacy was cemented, and it became a uh, you know, that's what happens. <sighs> Although,
1: when also rock like stars the Sublime martyrs. music has stuck around with like stoners, whereas yep. like Incubus's music doesn't really have its own continual well of college freshmen to go to you know Mm -hmm. in my opinion that is the real problem yeah uh... i don't think it's like i think they were like popular at the same time but incubus's music is really of that time and sublime's music is timeless in that it's like oar will always have fans sublime will always have fans like there will always be college freshmen it Mm -hmm. will always be happening like and that it's like the never-ending pool of people to get into their band. Also, Incubus was kind of a bummer.
0: Like their songs tended to be kind of navel-gazy and they weren't triumphalist the way that Sublime is, uh, you know, kind
2: of silly and kind of fun. And uh, and I think Incubus was a little bit marred by the production. By how production. hot the lead singer was. Yeah, Brandon Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's they were a part they were kind of swept up in the bands that have a DJ mm-hmm. and so oh, when, sometimes yeah, when you listen to an Incubus right. song you hear like wow <laughs> <The> wow <"Witch-a-wah, laughs> <witch-a-wah, laughs> and you're like oh boy that's yeah. a that's a of a time yeah, yeah oh yeah is. that's a good point that really kind of keeps them in that that's why, why know, I also
0: hate Lincoln Park
2: yeah you yeah. you did you did a another poll yeah. Lincoln Park versus L- Limp Bizkit and I said Limp Bizkit yeah. That one's, I think, I think, much harder to choose. Because
0: yeah, they're both wow. equally shitty in different ways. Yeah. And they kind of rubbed up against each other in the continuum of music. But
1: people like Linkin Park more. Like, I think well, Linkin, Linkin Park, Park, Park has huge. stands. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if Limp Bizkit does.
0: Limp Bizkit kind of petered out faster.
1: But they're back, baby. Aren't they, like, touring? They <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> no, they're, they're like, they're doing some stuff. Oh,
2: but- well, I mean, he has his jazz club or whatever. Yeah. What? He's you know, a real life uh, Seb from, um, what's that movie? La La Land?
0: La La Land, yeah. It's a, it's a real deal
1: thing.
2: <laughs> lady Didn't Lady Gaga perform at Fred Durst's so. uh, what's jazz club? What's it called?
1: <laughs> hot Dog Water?
2: Yeah, it's called Chocolate Starfish. <laughs> I mean, he's already got water. the name trademarked. Uh, yeah,
0: and then he directed a movie with John Travolta where he has a bowl cut. Fred Durst? He's directed Fred, a few movies. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's, he's a, a feature
2: one. film director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our he's man, Fred. Yeah, he's in the he's guild, baby. Yeah.
0: He had to drop his agent because he's in WGA, too. Wow. Yeah,
2: he's got it all.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. He's got a better
2: career than me. Uh, Dave, so I you suggested Incubus, and I was like, interesting, but I was thinking Duran Duran. I think that was a better
0: choice, And by the, far.
2: The reason why I thought Duran Duran, because it's a band that I wanted to talk about on this podcast... And what I did was I sometimes will do this. I'll go to Twitter and I'll see. Oh yeah, this anyone is how
1: Joe's research it method brilliant. Is
2: anyone that I follow, have they tweeted about Duran Duran? And we've got we've got a, a few. Nice. And we've we've got one that has happened since I did this search from five days ago, which is that uh, Jason Bentley stepping down from Morning Becomes Eclectic on KCRW, and Dave said, "Hire me, and I'll play mostly Duran Duran. People will love it." <laughs> it's true I we got, got one. jason
1: bentley is stepping down from morning becomes yeah. eclectic
2: yeah who's g- wow maybe bring nick harcourt back
1: he didn't get canceled though right like no, jason no, bentley I think he's, is still chill the oh, in okay. Max Landis. Yeah. it's weird
2: Why I know, like, do that? oh my god <laughs> uh from may the only thing really holding me back is my love of duran duran also dave <laughs> oh weird okay yeah and then we've got two more i only sing duran duran at karaoke that's me too Mm-hmm. Yep, and then here's the one that I thought this is. This is why Dave has to talk about Duran Duran on the podcast. This is from March 4th of this year. Duran Duran is better than the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> They're better. Uh- they have more hit songs. That's <laughs> not true. I do no, not think not that's you so are not correct.
1: <laughs> you are very, very incorrect.
0: Depends but... on how you define a hit. Interesting. I okay. Feel like, I feel like there's kind I, of I still, a way have I, that mean, we've all I agreed. mean,
1: literally, even just like songs, period, the Beatles probably still have more. <laughs> Regardless uh, of if you... what quite a few Duran Duran
0: albums that came out that no one
2: bought. So pl- they are plenty of songs. Walk us through what Duran Duran means to you and, and why they're better than the Beatles or why you, you uh, would like <laughs> to I talk about them. I prefer them to the Beatles. Okay, there you go.
0: Uh, um for whatever reason I've always been fascinated by the 80s. Okay. And 80s music. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duran Duran was easily accessible because it was so popular. And I'm a big James Bond fan. Okay. And I think that was the the first thing that really got me into oh, Duran they did Duran a was view to, a a view to a kill. A view to a kill. Which is, I think,
2: probably top five best Bond songs. Things. Yes. Yeah. And certainly one of the most popular. What do yeah. you think Arguably is the, the most, most best? I mean, people <laughs> would say Skyfall.
3: Best.
0: Skyfall, Goldfinger. I would say Goldfinger is probably the one that's the gold standard.
3: Goldfinger. Oh, Hello. Live and Let Die
2: okay, wait, is okay. also a great one. Oh, and that's that's that was the Bond yeah, theme. yeah. That's an excellent one. That's, that's a
1: Bond theme. Yeah,
2: the, it's a the movie. movie's called Live and Let Die. Wow. Down down
1: I mean, I know the song. I mostly know the Guns N' Roses cover of it.
3: Um does it matter to
1: You got like a yellow fella. Hey. It does not suck. Yeah. <laughs> give me some reggae. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, GoldenEye, did Tina Turner do that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. At Skyfall was Adele Right mm-hmm. View to a Kill Duran Duran but There were
2: some weird ones At the beginning Of the Daniel Craig era Where it was Who like... did
1: Octopussy Did someone do Is there an Octopusy
0: one
2: some... yes, it was It's called All Time High It was by Rita Coolidge
3: We're in all time high We'll change all That's gone before
2: But the early Daniel Craig There's like uh, Alicia Keys and Jack White yep. On a song Another beginning. Way to Die I'm Chris Cornell at not, at, yeah. at the nader of his powers, I'd say. You, you know my name, <laughs> the name of
3: That's song. Wow.
2: But people also people like the Carly Simon one. Yeah uh, nobody That's does it one better. of my favorites too yeah. Nobody
1: Does It Better Yep Baby yeah. You're the Best Yep That's from That's a James Bond theme It literally
0: <laughs> says The spy who loved me In the song I do
1: not remember that mm-hmm. part That's I another carryover. Nobody does
2: it better Though sometimes I think the, the maybe the weirdest one is the one that Aha did or the fact that Aha the Living did a, Daylights did a bond song and that's a Timothy Dalton one Mhm Living Daylights live my lights
0: live that's my daylights pretty close guys <laughs> Is that it I think one of the reasons why they picked Aha uh-huh was because A View to a Kill was such a huge success. It was the only James Bond oh. theme to ever top the Billboard charts. Yeah,
2: and so they were like, "Well, what's the next? What do we think as movie producers is the next Duran Duran? It's got to be Aha." <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because they had a huge success with yeah. Take on Me. Okay, so that was kind of your entryway into Duran Duran. Yeah,
0: I, uh, as a big James Bond guy, it was just a song I heard a lot, even mm-hmm. though it was a movie that I thought was pretty bad. Right. Um, and then I uh, got into their back catalog from there. I listened to their greatest hits album a lot in college. Uh, the album
2: cuts not great. Yeah, I was gonna say they they're oh. a great greatest hits band.
0: They're they're a perfect greatest hits band because they have some wonderful singles that are very catchy in a variety of different tempos and styles. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't you say mostly upbeat though? Yeah, yeah.
0: Ordinary World, Great Ballad. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah that's they, the they 90s, could, right?
0: It is yes. the 90s, yeah. I yeah, think uh, right. that was on the wedding album. hmm Yeah. They, I mean, they, that
1: song is a wedding it song. It makes me cry.
0: Yeah. it's oh, I mean, a beautiful song. I mean, you
2: reflect on your life. hmm uh, That's what I'm going to listen to when I drive it off the cliff in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duran Duran is a... Uh, well, they made their first uh, Hall of Fame appearance. It was this year because they inducted Roxy Music. Oh, Specifically, brilliant. Simon Lebon and John Taylor gave the speech to the induct dynamic music.
1: comedic duo. <laughs>
2: they were, we were boring. <laughs> what? No. We, we thought they were going to be a lot of fun because they have a reputation as being fun. And we had, we had talked to Kat Corbett from K-Rock and she was like, oh, they're a blast. They're going to be so much fun. And they were like kind of stiffly reading the teleprompter and then at times reading each other's lines. Yeah. After the person already said it. They repeated each other's jokes.
1: It was pretty wild. Yeah,
2: it wasn't, wasn't the best. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's like Duran Duran is now, I think because of that, because of their appearance, they're a part of the conversation, you know, and it also feels like, okay, if you're knocking off these popular bands from the 80s, you know, the Def Leppard was this year, Duran Duran feels like they might be next. They're the most representative
0: of a certain genre of like new romantic synthy, new wave. Yeah, they are definitely
2: on the Rushmore of new wave.
1: I rem- I remember when Carl Tart was on, he was talking about how his dad knew a lot of Duran Duran songs because of MTV, because mm-hmm. of watching MTV in the 80s and waiting for, like, a Prince or a Michael Jackson video to come on and then he had to watch, like, you know, a Duran Duran videos yeah. and, like, Whitesnake and stuff, yeah. like, in the midst or whatever. And I feel like, too, like, Duran Duran got very popular because of their look, their style, their music videos. videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it was like a lot of babes, right? It was like swimsuits and babes. The the
0: Rio video specifically is just them on a boat and there's just ladies in bikinis. And they're wearing suits, of course.
2: Yeah, They're fully clothed. They're Mm -hmm.
1: like Miami Vice suits, right? Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, that kind of uh, chic uh, 80s, pastel-ish. Yeah. I think um,
0: image and um, music video... um, Aesthetic should be more important when you talk about putting someone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because yeah. of the era in which they became successful, that was important.
2: Mm-hmm. MTV and Duran Duran was like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Like MTV helped break Duran Duran in America, but then also Duran Duran's videos, which they were making before MTV was a thing, helped to elevate the form of the music video which then in turn helped mtv
1: elevate the form of the music video
2: yeah oh I, absolutely to me it i will, I have will you not seen back like the oh well
1: I, I i have i seen what the Hungry, hungry, like, like, the hungry wolf? like the yeah wolf. they all have the face paint
2: yeah it's, the like, woman has it's the face like temple of doom. of doom they're
0: on safari yeah yeah i guess leave. to
1: me uh i feel that it helps cement the aesthetic of a certain time uh, a certain moment in time but i don't necessarily feel that it Elevated, Like, do you feel that? I think so. Because they, they were that... like the first
2: ones to use film. You I'm... know, at, at that point, a lot of music videos were just kind of on tape and they kind of looked like junk. Yeah. And they were making... I mean, they were hiring filmmakers and they were shooting on like 35 millimeter and they were making you know stories and like the visuals i do think they absolutely like
1: what are some good because i mean like i can name a lot of music videos from that that era that had more of a like interesting thing i i think i when i think of a duran duran video i think of just like bikini clad women dancing on things
2: i think if you revisited hungry like the wolf in particular
1: and then what else
2: you would uh the Rio video. We have already sure. had Rio.
1: Rio they're on a yacht and mm-hmm. there are women dancing in bathing suits. Yeah, but it was cinematic in the way that they shot the
0: beautiful bathing suits. <laughs> <Davidson. laughs> Don't I just
1: you say, think? You know, it's like yeah. bad had a um a a narrative, you know, um Well, that bad is much later. That was yeah. so was, that's 88.
0: You're right. And this And was this like is 84. 82. I think. You know, none of them really psych up the thriller directed by our friend John Landis. John Landis' father. Oh, geez, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of, it, of
2: his yeah. son. I know nothing, nothing problematic
1: about a Michael Jackson video directed <laughs> by, by John Landis. Landis. Uh, but I mean,
2: oh, I guess boy. I just... I think, they were, I think the thing about Duran Duran is they were early and groundbreaking for that reason because of what they were doing at the, at the very beginning of Yeah, the Rio video is from 1982.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm just saying like to me, there's nothing that groundbreaking about women being objectified. Like to me, like it just like that, like like for four minutes, like it's very fun and hot to look at. It's like a sexy, fun Uh, thing Again, I think like the the way the
2: the I mean, they were on location for Hungry Like the Wolf in Sri Lanka, I think. No one was spending
0: money. I think we're not saying that artistically people on a boat. I
2: have to even dismiss the boat one. And if we're just talking about Hungry Like the Wolf, and I'm willing to put put all my chips on that one.
1: What year did Hungry Like the Wolf come out?
2: I think same year, 82, 83. Yeah. Uh, And, like, I mean, there's if you watch it, it's just the fact that they were shooting on location. It wasn't just a band...
1: Yeah, I mean, I see. That, I can see that. And as like, a... walk.
2: I, there's a shot of him walking out of like a swamp, and his eyes are open. And it's just, yeah. just things. It's that like Rambo. You, yeah, it's, uh, it's Temple of Doom e in the way that that uh, whole thing is. Shot. It was directed by
0: uh, Russell Mulcahy, who directed um, Highlander. Right. He did, he, he did directed a few The Shadow. Yeah, he was kind of like their go-to guy. Uh, he did the videos for Planet Earth, My Own Way, Lonely in Your Nightmare, Hungry Like the Wolf, Save a Prayer, Rio, Night Boat, Is There Something I Should Know, The Reflex. And one of my favorite Duran Duran songs, Wild Boys. Sure. Wild Boys. Wild Boys. Wild boys.
2: And he Titured did a bunch of the Elton film, John
1: uh of. The Lost Boys, yes?
2: No. no, I I, no. I, no. You're, I thinking, think you're of... thinking of the song Lost Boys.
1: <laughs> I do know the Lost Boys song, but I thought Wild Boys was featured. Uh, oh, maybe. No, I
0: no. There's that really weird song with the uh, kids singing at the beginning of Lost
1: yeah. Boys. Yeah, oh, I know.
0: Yeah. It's very haunting.
1: It's very haunting. That was a very good rendition if you knew uh-huh. what to look
2: for. Well, Dave, we've, we've talked a lot about how it's kind of confusing and there's no real categories for uh, inclusion into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, how do you determine if someone is worthy? Well, I'm a nerd, and I've come up with a list of criteria. Fantastic. So we're going to go through the criteria for Duran Duran after we take a little break. And you know what? Maybe we'll watch the Hungry Like a Wolf video oh, during the break, That's, too. Yeah. And the, and we're going to watch a video of a guy uh, hurting his testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back later welcome back everybody uh, we hope you also watched the Hungry Like a Wolf video as we did and uh, I think we converted Kristen uh, oh
1: do we? yeah no I, think I thought you it was much better than I remembered than you were expecting but yeah, I do it was. have concern about the number of unpaid extras <laughs> yeah I mean calling them
2: extras is generous they were yes. just people who were in Sri Lanka that the uh, are they're, they're but they have a Likeness lot of people.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, imagine that versus, you and know. And in some
1: cultures, their soul.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Capturing them on film. I mean. Whoa. All right. I didn't say it. Hmm. Uh, so, okay. Let's uh, let's go through. Oh, we also watched a video of a man uh, crossing his legs yeah, and like his testicles. And he hurt his And balls. that was, uh, if I may, divine. Mwah. Let's during the, during better the break, than video kill the radio sorry, video during
1: the break I hope some I hope some of you wondered about the um, how much people are getting paid for a job
2: yeah uh, you know labor practices and yeah. we hope that that's on your yeah. mind always because it's a uh, you know there's a lot of exploitation out think
1: there. about them and you know let's reshape the economy all okay, right take some
2: action all right let's go through these categories <laughs> uh, see how Duran Duran stacks up uh, first up we have critical acclaim Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know that I would call them. They're one of those bands that I think over time critics now look back at them to say they had some merit, but I don't think they were even close to being critical darlings. I think they were appreciated, but, you know.
1: I think they were just, like, too popular. I think they
2: were too
0: hot. Too hot, Let me run through a list of Duran Duran's awards sure
1: these are literally good they're all billboard music awards i can see this not the chart is coming through
0: not true okay so in 1985 duran duran won an american music award for favorite group video Artist, pop rock band or duo are you gonna
1: say every single award i'm really <laughs> they gonna... did
0: not win oh Uh, In in, in 1983, they were nominated for a bunch of Billboard Music Awards, did
2: not win. And I would say typically these uh, awards are not given to critical darlings. Yeah, you know these are is the people's.
0: I'm going. uh, There's more. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, They won uh, best British music video at the Brit Awards. These
1: are music video awards. We've already discussed that their music videos are like
0: yeah, the some of their best two Grammys. For best music video, <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> Nope, oh they uh, were nominated for a Golden Globe. Now, how for many View VMA's did they win? Oh,
1: only two. Come on, <laughs> they were nominated. When did the VMA's start, though? I... They must not have. Star- Wait, in nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four, and they didn't win. They
0: lost for best editing for the Reflex, best stage performance for the Reflex.
1: Hungry like the wolf didn't even make it
0: they did win a lifetime achievement award so i think what the point is is no. at the time
2: right not critically acclaimed yes you Absolutely are right not. yeah but so now people're seeing yes. what the the benefit is you, you of get them the was. value and you can look past their kind of teeny bopper image which i think really hurt them uh, critically How many Juno i mean obviously they were very popular but like when you think about the fact that they were on the cover of like every magazine for teen girls f- for a stretch there like every single month and they were, the, you know, the Fab Five. It was like, pick which one is the dreamiest. Simon. Simon. <laughs>
1: get a clue. Are you kidding? I, the, I, we just watched uh, Hungry Like the Wolf and I was like, I get it. Yeah. yeah,
0: you, yeah. There's I a, mean,
1: the video is fine, but Simon Le Bon.
0: He's a handsome guy. There's a point when these bands, Duran Duran or Adam Ant or, or AHA or whatever, they're supposed to do something classy. They're mm-hmm. supposed to make their Sergeant Pepper. Right, there is a narrative to every music group, based on the template of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Is you, you can be a teeny bopper, but at some point you have to make your magnum opus. And you have you to, have to, grow to up. show us. Yeah, you have to grow up. Even mm-hmm. though you gotta
1: show up and grow up, baby.
0: Duran Duran were already adults. They weren't teens. They were teen idols, but they weren't, oh, they weren't children. They were young, but they weren't kids.
2: I don't know. Like when I'm
0: thinking about the Beatles, how old mm-hmm. were the Beatles? During I want to their- say
2: honestly, it's comparable okay so simon lebon so did tell you they ever show
1: up and grow up did they just no refuse? they didn't they said i'm not gonna their grow up.
2: their evolution was more like we'll, we'll make dancier, funkier music but it was never like oh we're we're sophisticated now
0: yeah there wasn't like a serious album that they that they
2: put out
1: well a thing i can tell you about their sex appeal is it remains today because when they did induct uh Ro- roxy is that who they inducted mm-hmm. when they inducted roxy at the rock hall inductions this year some major wooing as they walked out on stage and someone yelling we, we love, love you duran duran i thought they yelled <laughs> they
2: said, we love you duran duran oh he was 26 in 1984 okay fair enough yeah maybe i think some of them were younger i don't know at any I'm, rate i i'm thinking more
0: about like if you were to consider the Maturation of the Backstreet Boys or In Sync. Mm-hmm. They were, were much younger than, and 26. they were they
2: were becoming men. Yes, in in front of our very eyes. And right.
1: neither of those bands ever made a Sergeant Pepper, unless you. But consider, they all broke up. Unless you consider the album Celebrity by NSYNC to be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sergeant Pepper, which the, mm, I might. <laughs> the
0: boy band trajectory then became. Make as many big records as you can,
2: split up. I mean someone becomes George Michael.
0: Yeah, and someone becomes Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. Or Robbie Williams and the rest of Take That. Take That. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take
1: That, the rest of Take That.
0: (laughs) Take That was kind of like the modern, like the 90s Duran Duran, in that they were very photogenic in the UK, big... Music videos.
2: Mm-hmm. And...
1: So Duran Duran never split up. Did they never split up? No,
2: they not 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 never in split the way. Up, they... Never say die. Just I think part of why we've been able to go back and uh, really acknowledge the worth of Duran Duran is that they wrote their songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't prefabricated. They weren't a machine. They oh. they were writing. They were a band. You know, and they wrote their own songs and they played their own shit. And that there's merit to that obviously the next category is classic albums now
1: I heard their greatest hits album is really <laughs> yes good. I think that is I think that is definitely
0: not in their favor
2: yeah I think if they have a classic album it's Rio yep Rio is uh, Was their second album That was kind of the one that
1: So they wrote those words Her name is Rio And she dances on the sand Can you
2: believe that uh... (laughs) If your name was
0: Rio Wouldn't you
2: (laughs) Do we think uh, Duran Duran Shows up uh, On any of the Rolling Stone On the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest albums No No you guys are correct. Yeah. There's no showing either on songs or... But no
1: songs? No. I thought they might have a shot with songs. Yeah. And I thought it might be Hungry Like the Wolf.
2: Well, yeah. That's the next category. Iconic slash recognizable songs. Uh,
1: Let me see if I can name some Duran Duran songs.
2: Sure. And you know, I think to their credit, they have more recognizable songs than you would think at a, I I know plants. that they do.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: Rio... So Hungry Like the Wolf, like you said, Hungry is like probably the their biggest, I would say. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, the reflex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this that James Bond wanted you to a kill. Yeah. Uh, um, Wild boys. Sure. And then, I mean, those are just ones we've talked about, and I'm uh... yeah.
2: And there's still so many more. So let's kind of go through it chronologically. I think their first, like, kind of iconic song uh, that came from their first album is "Girls on Film." <laughs> Uh, they wrote that. <laughs> I mean, again, if you can imagine, these young these young men came up with those lyrics. Uh, but Girls on Film is one, I think, that endures. And then when we get to the Rio album, that's when we have songs like Hungry Like the Wolf. Smell like a sound. I'm lost in a crowd. And I'm hungry like the wolf. Which I think that, it's a incredible pop song, but that uh, combined with the music video made it a phenomenon at that time. Then the title track from Rio.
3: Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Just like that, River twisting through a dusty land.
2: I think similar thing, that plus the music video. But I think those two songs are candidates for the best songs that they ever wrote. Yeah. Also from Rio is the song Save a Prayer. Which is another ballad, I'll another save beautiful a ba- bur- No, <laughs> <laughs> Don't And then uh, another song that I don't... It's not maybe recognizable, but I think is one of their best songs. That's off of Rio. Is called The Chauffeur. Mm. Which... How's this
1: go? Driver, take me to a lady's house. The, the
0: Jesus, mix. take the wheel is the,
2: <laughs> the, the main c- the c- chorus thing. for The Chauffeur, I think, is it's like synth riff.
0: Out on the top lanes, the glides are moving.
2: This almost sounds like it could be a James yeah. Bond song. This also
1: sounds like it could be like the theme to a horror film. At mm-hmm. this moment, I'm feeling very ominous.
2: Yeah. It's Is the chauffeur
1: a chauffeur a killer? Is that the story of this song?
2: I haven't paid attention to the lyrics.
0: I was just going to say the lyrics to Duran Duran songs don't always register with me. Mm hmm. Uh,. A lot of times, the production is more exciting to me than the lyrics. There, there are some fine lyrics, yeah, but nothing where I really get much of a meaning. Like yeah, some TV, of their best. What the is the ho-
2: vibe? Yeah. And like, it's party music, you know, whatever they're singing. I can probably guess, usually about a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think now that we're
0: talking about it, you can kind of see why people looked at this in the '80s and said this is horseshit.
2: And then, uh, the song. Is there something I should know? <laughs> They have an album called Seven and the Ragged Tiger, which has a good a few Union of the Snake.
1: I've I've heard of that. Play it. Okay. This is the reflex. So the, the reflex yeah. was also on this album. Yeah. Uh, what?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. No. So obviously they were in that
1: this That is the same song. The reflex is a
3: child. by the, the reflex is in, of in the dark.
2: Yeah, and the reflex uh oh, was no. <laughs> was mixed by Niall Rogers. Hell yeah. And this was when Nile Rogers started to become kind of a uh, collaborator with them.
1: I think Joe and I are going to go see Nile Rodgers That's awesome Sheik at the Hollywood Bowl, the Hollywood oh, Bowl wow, wow. along with Drumline rad. which I'm very excited about.
2: That's great. Uh, also on, on Seven on the Ragged Tiger was a song called New Moon on Monday. So yeah, what we oh, have yeah. they released Wild Boys uh, after this.
3: Wild boys, never your eyes. Wild Boys
2: then, Was they,
1: that an album as well?
2: That was Wild Boys was was a new track that they put on a live album.
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah. It was kind of a compilation thing. And then they did A View to a Kill, the James Bond song, mm-hmm. which is great.
3: Meeting you with a view to a kill.
2: Which I think a view to a kill sounds a lot like out of the blue by Roxy Music. Mm. That's mm. my that's my little crackpot theory. All
3: your cares now they see so far you
2: um, and then when you get to the Not- Notorious album, which is where they were really—it was almost like now Rogers was a member of the band at this point because yeah, cause their cause Notorious
1: is like, dang.
2: Yeah, their guitarist had left. Andy Taylor and Roger Taylor, the uh, drummer, no relation to either Andy John or, or James, James, <laughs> or the other or rock Tim? and roll drummer named Roger Taylor. You know, because Queen's drummer is also named Roger Taylor. Oh boy. Uh but yeah it was a three-piece at that point, but then Roger Taylor was it was excuse me, now Rogers was doing production and also playing guitar and stuff. So Notorious uh is a big one off of that album, also called Notorious. Not, not
0: Notorious, Notorious. <gasps> not, not Notorious.
2: And then you know, there's. There, I would say there's nothing. What year a was lot Notorious?
1: What What year did Notorious come out?
2: Late '80s. What is it? It came 80s? out in 1986. Yeah,
1: not even barely late.
2: And then in Roudina. the '90s, I'd say their only huge song, recognizable song, is "Ordinary, Ordinary World."
3: World.
0: It might be one of their best, if not their best, actual song.
2: Yes, as a like structured song. It is a really good song. It's yeah. It's uh, uh, it's a, against all odds that they were able to pull something out like that. In the What's 90s. weird yeah. is
1: that in this moment, I, the song that I like the best. Is that Union of the Snake song I'm like that's on Kickstarter. Fun. Yeah. It's funky It's yeah. cool I like it and, and I'm probably gonna add it to a playlist Good soon. And
2: maybe I, I'd say this is an off chance You would know the song Come Undone Oh I do know that's One of my yeah. least favorites Gotta it's say a, it's uh, a,
1: Yeah that came out in the 90s as well Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, d- yeah. I remember when it came okay. out
0: That was also on the wedding
2: album with Yeah the those Night are World. the two big tracks off the yeah. wedding album So I think they do, they do pretty well in this category This is the category for them In terms of like recognizable yeah. songs Yeah more than you would think initially They have a ton of, yeah, of great singles But I don't
0: really care for their album tracks Because they're an afterthought mm-hmm. Although How I would say <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I and Simon LeBond does not have the world's greatest voice yeah, not, no, not the world's greatest. But
3: boy. Yeah, what, when prover- I can sing- paparazzi, yeah. That when I'm I <laughs> world's
0: greatest, <laughs> when I can sing along and I feel like I'm not necessarily on par, but I'm close enough to the singer himself. Yeah, that's worrisome. That's worrisome to me. All right, like, next sh- category though.
1: But you know, the face, the voice is coming out of.
2: Yeah, Ooh, mama. You don't want to hear this voice. <laughs> <laughs> Next category is commercial success. I mean, they forget Bang-a-rang. it. rang. sold they over did it. 100 million records. That's uh they're up there among the greatest uh selling bands of all time. Which is crazy because you look at their list of
0: studio albums. Mm-hmm. The self-titled in 81, Rio, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, Notorious, and then the the wedding album and then the rest of it is like I don't care. Yeah, I mean,
2: like... Was even that
1: their last album, the one in the 90s? No. Oh, oh, they, oh my God. They, they put,
2: put out an album albums. four years ago. What? And it's called Paper Gods. Uh-uh. 2015, 2010, 2007, 2004, 2097. There are uh, albums from all those years. Uh, Do
1: people still buy them?
2: Well, you know, what's interesting is the way albums chart now is, like, Paper Gods went to uh, number five in the UK, number 10 in the US.
1: Because the people because no who one buys, buys albums anymore. The, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's
2: like the people who do buy albums are yeah. people who uh, are clinging is, to the these. These are
1: legacy buys. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, but you know. They had a run there for a while. You know, Rio went two times platinum. Rio was so big that then their album before it started to sell well. well they do that it was all, like one yeah, of those yeah, things. Yeah,
1: been with somebody else recently. Uh, a lot of people have seen a lot of
0: people. paper. Um, what is it? Paper gods? Gods opened at number five
2: on the UK album charts.
1: I believe that. Open UK.
2: Yeah. Uh, so then the next category is longevity. So we're kind of talking about it. They are an eighties band. You know. Yep. Eighty-one was the first album, and then they made it into—I mean, surprisingly—with the, the wedding album. What was the wedding album? Ninety-three. Okay, that's. that's what it feels I mean, like it's to post-grunge, me. so that's impressive. Yep, that they were able to do that, uh, but and get and away with it. two
1: kind of ballady songs too: "Ordinary World" and uh, and, Come "And Come Undone." Yeah, Undone. they
2: had to. They had to. But we'll try adapt a little to bit, stay and and
1: other we're...
0: contemporaries of Duran Duran playing. Similar music, like Depeche Mode, went darker. Mm-hmm. Like Depeche Mode got more industrial and aggressive and heroin cheeky. And, yeah, sad and, and yeah. And Duran Duran went like we're just gonna make these fucking pop ballads, right?
2: And lean into the dance thing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine yeah.
1: if Duran Duran had tried to get dark. <laughs> That's something we do not
2: want. You would ju- it wouldn't ring true. Would it, it Would be embarrassing. We would
1: hate it. It's, it's like Hootie
0: like, and the Blowfish's second album.
1: Come on, guys. <laughs> Did they try to go dark?
0: Um, Fairweather
2: Johnson. Fairweather Every Johnson. Every
1: time I look at you, I go blind. Is that not, from their second album? I don't think so.
2: That's uh, oh. not even their song.
1: Is that from a? Um, That's from like the Friend soundtrack. soundtrack or something. <laughs> I think it's literally from the Friends soundtrack. I genuinely love an, that song. I think the and... band
2: was called Fifty Fifty or something wow. that originally wrote that song.
1: Well, what's wild is I. I really love that song. Fairweather that's Johnson. That's my favorite stupid. What was their song?
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Old Man and Me or something? I forget. No, that's a <laughs> that is a uh, not a uh, that's a Mac Marcos
2: song. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next category is innovation influence. Really, I think the most innovative thing they did was probably the music videos. Um. Although you know,
1: so you said that they were playing all their instruments and stuff, but mm-hmm. their compute their they synth, sound synth the
2: guy named Nick Rhodes was a synth. He was a synth player. Yeah. Uh. So, but they. Uh, I feel like their influence is hard to measure because what they were doing was not cool very suddenly in the nineties. But I think it's come back around, and we've seen artists who grew up on them that have leaned into the dance pop since Well
1: and like dance pop became came back so hard again in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like um like indie dance pop, you know, kind of the like chick 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 era yeah, of that was when I was the cool. Rapture yeah. all of that stuff.
0: I think that's part of why I became a fan is because I could see the continuum from Duran Duran to all of that when I was the D F A in dance. college and like at the height of trying to be cool. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, Duran Duran is just
2: like that. Or the Smiths are just like that. Well, you know or who uh, you, you know who produced their 2007 album, Red Carpet Massacre? Nile Rodgers? Timbaland. Oh. What? I think that was the last time they had like a big like release sort of
1: what, marketing blitz. Was there blitz. any song that they tried to put out from Red Carpet Massacre?
2: Oh, I'm sure that they... The, did they yeah. have
1: a Nelly Furtado guest verse on anything?
2: Well, you know who also worked on that album with Timbaland was Justin Missy Timberlake. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Timberlake loves Duran Duran and was yes, like, he should. wanting to... He did vocals this. on some of it, did he?
0: No, just production. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I will say I did not listen to any of this. Mm-hmm. I did just. It, it didn't
2: matter to me because it was contemporary. But... Um, I think I mean, it, a song called Falling Down looks like it was the single that they were trying to push off of this album. Should we listen to it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, yeah that sounds like a Justin Timberlake song, yeah. but with a worse singer.
3: Yeah, that's that is good. the
0: problem with Simon LeBond. Is and the that, thing that will keep them out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is he couldn't really sing. And you can hear that here of, like, God, are they? how much did they have to auto-tune this? He had his range. It, yeah. You know. And he couldn't compete with the production on that song. All
2: yeah. right. Next category, does my mom know who they are? Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That's, Not even a question. And that helps. Some of this. that's the most important category. Uh, guys, it's time for the verdict should Duran Duran be in the Rock and Hall of Fame? Will they be in the Rock and Hall of Fame? And if so, when? Kristen, we'll start with you. Wow.
1: I don't really care about Duran Duran. <sighs> I have enjoyed this discussion and sojourn down their career path. I am I I think they're good. I like them, but mm-hmm. I I don't think that I don't know. I don't think that they should be, honestly. To me, there are other bands that I'd rather see get in before them. But uh Will they be? I actually think yes, okay. um, because of the them inducting um, Roxy, uh, Roxy, and just because like the stuff that we were saying, like a lot of their innovation for me came from like you like music videos. They're very of a time. I don't. I wouldn't be angry if they got in, but I'm just like I don't need it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they will get in, and I think they'll get in, and probably like within ten years. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it happening for them because I imagine that we're going to get to a point where bands who love Duran Duran are going to be mad that they're not in if they yeah. are in. And mm-hmm. that's why I think that they'll get in.
0: Well, yeah, okay. I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment to a point. I think it will be around 10 years for them to get in um, once some people have cycled out of the voting um that maybe have lingering distaste for Duran Duran sure I think they do deserve to go in certainly um I will side with you a little bit and say they're more deserving acts that deserve to go in first but you can't really look at it that way you have to look at it do they deserve it do they have the resume eventually they'll get in or not but they should
2: get in it's not a, a hierarchy of you need to go in first and you need right, to go in no. after right no that that is already out the window yeah. you know like if if we wanted everything to be in order it's been fucked up there's like, so many can. shocking
0: omissions yeah
2: it's it's hard to hard to do that uh, okay i think they should get in i think they have enough singles and that they kind of represented a time and those songs have endured and people know a lot of those songs and nile Rodgers being
0: a part of the group and being such a big production uh, yeah. guru on it means
2: they're significant. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think they were I think they were pretty great. Um,
1: now I'm getting very excited to go see him, too. And I'm remembering the like, get lucky. I'm, like, remembering all the great stuff. Yeah, you're just getting in. happy. Now about, I'm just excited uh, now to go see Now Rogers.
2: <laughs> I think Duran Duran will get into the Hall of Fame next year.
1: Whoa! Holy
2: Joe. shit. Oh, not the... Fire next year for the 2020
1: prediction. I think they're
2: going to get in next year. It's a year. dangerous
1: game, my friend. And if
2: not next year, very soon. I think it's. I think How it's long a, have they been right elig- around the corner? El- eligible. A long so, long time. yeah, right? they have been eligible since, since, since the mid 2000s. So that Do
1: you think that their appearance
2: 2007
1: is just like the harbinger of the ran?
2: I think it's. I think it could be an interesting thing because I could see Duran Duran, Nine Inch Nails, and Moth the Hoople. All groups that were God. there at the induction ceremony this year. You think
1: Mott the Hoople is going to get in?
2: I don't know. I can I... see them on the ballot. But okay. wouldn't it be interesting, and what would it kind of say if the three of those groups got in for 2020? It would be like, oh, just show up to a ceremony, and then you'll get in the next year. So I don't know. We used to be Cheryl invited Crow to. Cheryl Crow was though, there. Right? She didn't perform. I know. Uh, but also, all three of those groups are, you can make a case for them being overdue. Uh. Nine Inch
0: Nails, certainly. Yeah,
2: I think so. No question about that. I think with Radiohead hey, and then, you know.
1: Nine Inch Nails, that was my <laughs> wild card pick this year. Am you should I... have
2: held on. I don't know. I think next year. But you, I think Duran Duran is really around the corner. If you think about, like, the kind of populist pick and, like, they still draw. Yeah. They still really yeah. draw an audience. Yeah they're not Uh, doing county fairs they're still doing tours right so if you think about who's next in terms of those those really popular bands and that we just had bon jovi and def leppard i think duran duran can hold a candle to either of those bands easy yeah and you know i think for a long time they were hot you know they were cute and that fucked them and Uh, no
0: guitars not having the like not playing guitars in the video made them seem like they were paying sense. Oh
2: yeah, oh, that's an interesting. I didn't think about the yeah, the fact that the even though a lot of those tracks have great guitar uh, sounds, nobody's
0: and, doing any musical stuff, so it right. seem
2: like they're just acting they're cavorting they're yeah. cavorting around. Yeah, yep. they're yeah. just
1: searching through the jungle.
2: All right, so let's say they get inducted. Uh, which band members from Duran Duran do they induct? Is it just the, the original five? five? I think it has to be the original the five. five
1: plus Nile. I, I think every, you could make all those. Sri Lankan extras <laughs>
2: from the probably like the yes. one video. and then they all get a stipend for their work. So yeah. obviously Simon LeBond, John Taylor, well, they get
1: a uh, SAG insurance. Actually, oh, I, I need that. that shit.
2: Andy Taylor, Roger Taylor, Nick Rhodes. Those are like the five main guys. I think you could make a case for Warren Cucurulo. Okay, who was. The guitar player, he like replaced Andy Taylor from eighty nine to two thousand one. Mm. So like late eighties throughout the entirety of the nineties, and he was like he wrote uh, "Come Undone" was a track that he came up with. Mm. You know, so he wasn't just like a hired gun. He was a part of the band, and he was like writing stuff. Put him
1: in, I don't care. Put him in. I
0: feel like they will not do that because I think that they want to. Just have those five guys on the stage. The visual. Mm-hmm.
2: It's yeah. the visual. It's what it means. It's like, this is and the is that, classic do all still lineup. that, they play
1: together? Is that who's still... So
2: Andy Taylor's not in the group anymore. A guy named Dominic Brown is the guitar player now. And you wonder if they'll pull a Reeves Gabrels and yeah. say, put in our current guitarist, even though he joined, you know, in 2007 or something. Right. Which he obviously should not be in with them because... I hate to say it, but Duran Duran was kind of finished by 2007. Yeah, but
0: maybe he'll just perform at the event.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but what happened with The Cure is that Robert Smith, that's what would have happened with this guy named Reeves who joined The Cure in 2012, and Robert Smith kind of put his foot down and said, no, you give him a trophy and you induct him as part of the group, even though he didn't play on an album. That's ridiculous. So I wonder if they'll do that, if if a precedent has been set, or they'll just, you know. Do
1: you think think Simon is going to put his foot down? Nope.
2: For, <laughs> for this dude for Absolutely this dude. not I think
0: he'll be like Thank you finally We've been
2: waiting Yeah <laughs> I have my speech prepared So who inducts Duran Duran Roxy Ooh. Music So I think Ryan Ferry I think that Yeah that'd be very funny <laughs> Just to flip it I think now Rogers Is a great uh, that's a good. Contender. That's a great yeah. one He'd give a great speech He really loves them
1: you yeah know, he that's was a great idea kind
2: of a member of the band what about JT can you get JT to come if that you can would be... get Justin
1: Timberlake you've done a good job
2: now he's he's inducted people before who but it's been a induct? while he inducted Madonna and he inducted the OJs what yeah so he's shown up but that was like back 2005 2008 yeah he was
1: still looking for credibility back then
2: but you know he loves Duran Duran like who, maybe he'll show up for his boys who
0: would be that guy or, or gal that represents that today that could say i you know have followed that continuum yeah like
1: taylor swift kind of thing like who could do it for duran duran the guy from uh uh, maybe uh, mark ronson oh that's a good one ronson
2: would be he loves them
1: i think that mark ronson is too british like, I think he's big here, but he's not as big because he's, you know what I mean? But like, they're British, too. So. Oh, of course. But, like, there is, it is such an American, I guess, to me, Mark Ronson is not that, is not a bigger draw than, like, any of the other names we've sure. said. Yeah. He's more contemporary, but, like, I don't, the kids don't go nuts for Mark Ronson. Get they get Sam like his music. Smith?
2: I wonder if he, if he has a connection. You think anyone of that age if especially from the UK would care about Duran Duran, but I don't know what the if there is a connection there.
0: Yeah, it could be a generation too far. Mm-hmm. I think, I uh, think it's like th- people in their thirties right. really have that like, mm-hmm. oh, it came back around for me. Yeah.
2: Pink. Pink.
1: Pink. Does she love Duran Duran?
2: For, I, it was on the Wikipedia. <laughs> she certainly like, had an 80s influence. The yeah, they music. list like, people who have said before that they're influenced by the oh. group. And that was one of the ones that stuck out. It's like, oh, she's very famous. and Get
1: her to sing Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to mm. see that? I think that yes. would be so good.
2: So what uh, What songs do you think they would play? So they usually play three. Now it seems like they're playing four uh, or so they If they were inducted They would headline I think that Yeah, yeah they would, they would Well the if end. they
1: were The populist but Yeah because there's not Going to be another Populist band That would get on If they got in Not to in, this level Hopefully I don't
2: think So they would I would think You'd have to do Hungry Like the Wolf Yep yeah And then even though It's from the same album I think you kind of Got to do Rio too Yep um, Ordinary World Because it's a ballad So you kind of Have a come down mm-hmm. And then Notorious Well here's Here's something If they get in next year You know who is eligible for the first time next year. Notorious B.I.G. Oh my wow. God! And of course,
0: they sampled wow. that for Look the song. Wow, looking
1: you over here, and just trying to make some. Make you're trying happens. to help them out so bad. You're like, if anybody from the hall is listening to this, I have a I have a board. I have string connecting. Here you go.
2: Well, imagine they they uh, yeah they
1: do the tribute they performance. They play Notorious, yeah.
2: and then you know, fucking, it would probably be like Diddy and Faith Evans and yeah, uh, some more contemporary people to come out and do notorious even though that was a posthumous release for for biggie i think you if it's there you got to do it you
0: could find i'm sure some hip-hop act that could induct them too. maybe i feel like oh, there's, they could induct duran um, duran yeah i feel like there's there's a subsection of black culture that respects them because of the funkiness of the, the funkiness and the style and the
2: nile rogers of it all yeah, yeah. oh that's interesting yeah, I think, but they could have a really... I'm getting so excited for a Migos BIG. should introduce them, <laughs> induct them. I,
0: I like that. i am very
1: excited for a Biggie induction. That would be yeah, fun. Yeah,
0: that's going to be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: If they can get, but if they don't do it, if, like, there's no performance, if it's, like, an There MWA, will be a performance. Puff Daddy will perform. I mean, I hope there's a... Per- there was well, a performance for Tupac. Perform.
2: There was a performance for Tupac. There'll be a performance for Biggie. They'll because figure it out. he
1: can't say no. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. Like, honestly, that's got... I mean, ugh.
2: Like NWA was wanted to do something and then they said, we can't do it. So then they were like, no, but with big, it's like someone will, they'll figure out a tribute. Mm -hmm. They'll find someone who will do a tribute. Faith Evans, uh, will do something. I'm sure. I say Faith Evans does something for Duran Duran. (laughs) Boom. There we have it. I like it. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I think we all learned something valuable. About my musical tastes. About about uh, my tweeting habits. <laughs> about wrestling. Yeah, yeah that about
0: too. wrestling. I definitely love Definitely watch the WWE Hall of Fame next year from Tampa. Oh. Hard pass. <laughs> all right. Where can people find you online? I'm at, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. Great.
2: Check out um, all my Duran Duran related tweets there. Perfect. All five
1: yeah. of them. Maybe there'll be more by There's, the time this
2: goes up. There will be more. No doubt there will be more uh and anything else you want to plug uh
0: no not really just that oh yeah. yeah i always feel uh insignificant when i don't have more to
2: plug but <laughs> such know. is life find him online uh you can find me at joe k joe k on twitter uh if you're listening to this the weekend this comes out i am in denver screening a television pilot i made for something called series fest i'll be tweeting about it check yes. it out
1: he'll also be seeing stevie wonder
2: this is true at red rocks Woo. Ooh, baby.
1: Meanwhile, your girl K-Stud, she's still in town. She's in Los Angeles. You know you can find her at K-Stud across all platforms. Uh And
2: then we're at RockHallPod on Twitter. RockHallPod at gmail.com. Send us a note. We like that. It makes us feel nice. Yes. Uh, if you want maybe, Kristen to read it, uh, say uh, that Kristen should read it.
1: Yeah. And maybe, maybe talk about, you know... What do you think? Should they be giving out rings to the? <laughs> to the
2: <laughs> Should we change the halls to whole rings? Thing yeah. To yeah. rings. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. We've gotten some reviews recently, and it's been very yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll go check those out.
2: And if you're doing a review because of this episode, mention NWO in the uh, yeah in the review. So that's that we know. a good idea. F-f-f-f- for life. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusuke Kim for the music. We want to thank uh, Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. Hell yeah. Uh, and we want to thank Chad Briggs and James Patterson for letting us record in the home that I share with them. Uh, thanks again, Dave, so much for doing this. Had a you lot of fun. Will. Hashtag induct Duran Duran. Yes. Uh,
3: Whoa. <laughs> why not?
1: Joe, do you stand Duran Duran? Do you love them? I think they're fine. Okay.
2: And they're good. Like, I think the the singles, you look at them and it's like, oh, this is a fun party band, and I can get behind. Well, a band and they that's just seem that. like
1: they would be played often on the type of radio stations that you enjoy—a Jack FM. A, a, a K do
2: Earth. they
1: make it a K Earth? Do they make it on classic rock radio at they all? They don't.
2: No, that's a no. weird distinction. New wave does not, is not part of classic rock. Yeah, but there will said, be do some. Do the bros Cure make be like, it on classic wave. rock radio at all?
1: Okay, so no new Waves
2: and If you count you two, steps for chicks, dude. <laughs> 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 too much makeup. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening again. I'm Joe Gazzola. I'm Kristen Sutter. Who cares about the rock call?
3: The okay, doctor I need about three weeks of recovery. but the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half, feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge craft. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Nomad, host for the Career Musician Podcast. In my 30 years plus as a professional musician, I've done just about everything to earn a living in this crazy biz. Studio musician, world tours, local club gigs, teaching, composing for TV and film, you name it, I've done it. Through this process, I've curated a vast network of talented music makers and shakers. So now I'm sharing with you their insider look of the industry with advice and anecdotes of which I think you'll thoroughly enjoy. It is my desire to inspire, motivate, teach, and reappropriate the power that musicians have in the art of music itself.
1: The Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad.